What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Burnt Toast Podcast, episode 48, where four friends come together and search for the world's best board game ever. I'm here with Tim. Hey. Jeremy. Hey, Zach. David. Hey, I'm a squirrel. Little Yachty is over there on the wall, and I'm Zach. Today, we're going to be talking about ter- claiming territory, putting mechs out on the field, and destroying your friend in population and power. But before we get there, Sounds how's everything? Yeah, how's everybody's week? <laughs> or how's everybody's month? We haven't recorded. We haven't been together in a month. A lot has happened, right? A lot has happened. A lot's happened. Mm, not good stuff either. A couple that's some true. things good, but not some that's true. ER visits. <laughs> yeah, two of them. Yeah. yeah. And one overnight stay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jeremy was... almost died, but not actually yeah. almost died. I felt like I was going to die. That yeah. was very painful. Yeah. You. Yeah. It must, it must have been not like when we were talking then. Like I that's can cover up pain. You yeah. must, you must have done yeah. a really good job. I was like sweating like crazy because it was really painful hmm. for, I would say maybe a total of twelve hours somewhere around there. Wow, gotcha. They gave me morphine. Oh. Didn't work. Yeah. Twenty I, minutes later, I'm like, uh, this didn't do anything. Yeah. And so then they gave me hydrocodone or however you say that. And that didn't work. Is that like Tylenol three? Is that what they call it? No, it's the stuff with, with uh, ox- like Oxycontin, that oh, kind okay. of thing. And so I found out that anything with uh, opium or whatever doesn't work on me. <laughs> there you <laughs> Which go. I guess it's probably a good thing, but um, you know what works is eight hundred milligrams of ibuprofen. ibuprofen. There you go. It was huh. great. Huh. I was gonna say ibuprofen. ibuprofen yeah. 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 So my wife took after her C-section was mostly ibuprofen, oh, yeah. and it worked really well. Good stuff huh. for me. So you, because you, so you had a walnut-sized abscess. That's what you said, yeah. right? That's what you had to get done. Yeah. Wow. Where it's at? Crazy. Or in your? Never mind. In my uh, digestive system. There we there go. You go. There you I was go. Like, <laughs> there I was you like, go. I asked that. I was like, I don't want the answer. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a podcast. <laughs> hey man, it's been a month. <laughs> it's been a month. <laughs> Wait, we're recording. Oh, so then. So they gave me a bunch of antibiotics, and then after that, I got this. So back in 2009, I got the vaccine for um, uh, smallpox because we were getting ready to go over to Afghanistan, and that was a threat. And so I get it. It turns my shoulder red, runs down. It's got like this perfect two-inch path down to my lymph node on the backside of my tricep. And mm-hmm. within a day, my other lymph nodes on my neck started blistering up. And my fever goes to 104. I couldn't feel my legs. We finally go to the hospital. They give give me this shot and everything. It takes care. It starts going away. Well, five years later, like I, I remember where all the blisters were because you remember that kind of stuff. And um, five years later, I get the same feeling on my neck, just really itchy. And it for about a week, it gets really bad. And then that's what happened when I took. All that. I'm guessing from taking the antibiotics, killing all the bacteria or stress or something like that, then it came back. And hmm. so now I'm on the downhill. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, I showed up and he was telling me, where I was like, wait, so this happened a long time ago? You don't have smallpox right now, right? He's like, yeah, I think I would have told you that. I was like, okay, good. <laughs> Got a little touch of the smallpox. <laughs> don't scratch my neck. <laughs> nice. Then David, he cut himself. Yeah. Yep. Yep. David, uh, we're so close to your uh, your wedding. Getting close. How excited are you? Very excited. Oh, good. If you answered differently, that would raise, a wa- raise some concern. <laughs> well, don't listen. And listen that would raise some concern. After next week. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, no, everything's going good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting, there's a couple things I still need to do that are starting to stress me out a bit. Yeah. I need to ask people for help. 
mm. for during before the wedding and after and during the during the reception and stuff. So, gotcha. Um, I think we have a practice session or something like that coming up. I'll have to go back through my email, but yeah, like for the wedding, oh, you mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's called a rehearsal. No, 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 no. This was different. This was um, I was from like, the tech team. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, 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 cool. okay, okay, okay. Cool. It's like a rehearsal. Fancy. Yeah. It's a rehearsal for the rehearsal. Yeah. Pre-rehearsal. Pre-rehearsal? What? What? Yeah. What time is it? Mm, I've had a lot of stuff going on last week. (laughs) Well, when I I show up, reading the email. (laughs) I mean, that would it would make sense if the if your practice was during the rehearsal, but I don't know. Uh, Might be. Anyway, uh, he didn't read the whole email. Obviously, (laughs) he said, "Oh, this is next week." I did respond and say, "Yeah, I'll be there." There you go. I don't know when it is, but I'll be there. (laughs) Um. But yeah, need to need to move out of my place. Yeah, and is Emerald already in the place that you guys are going to be moving into? Yeah, she's uh, she's been living there. It's her yeah. her one bedroom apartment. Oh, so so is this the apartment she's been in this whole time that you've known her? Then correct. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I they just got a bed a for it. Place. Right. We, yes. Am I still on? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I can we hear. Got I a, can't hear myself. You can't hear oh. yourself. Well, I can. Okay. I'm gonna shut up. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, she had a full, so we got a queen bed. So nice. Um, so that's you're gonna there. survive on the full. It's just it's real tight. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. It's no true. one it's should true. ever survive on it's a full. True. It's true. It's not worth it. And don't move to a king until you're ready to commit to a king size bed for the rest of your life. Oh. Because okay. once you go from a king to a queen, you're like this is too too small. I'm more of a twin guy. So, oh yeah, that's true. Jeremy's weird like that. Two Jeremy twins. Jeremy's Tracy right. doesn't want a twin though. So yeah, <laughs> I I was an advocate of a of a twin or a, or a full because yeah, I'm I'm coming from a a narrow twin or a single or whatever mm. you call it. So, mm. um, so I didn't feel the need necessarily for the whole queen, but yeah, I get that. I get that. We got we got a queen. We do a queen, nice. and I'm not a small guy, so we fill it up, but. I would go, I kind of, but I kind of like the idea, like, I don't really want to go to King because, like, we'll have a King at my parents' house. And I'm like, where'd you go at night? You know, like, <laughs> you were lost. <laughs> so, I Laura do, and I, I are, do like but Laura and I are people that we don't want to touch at all when we're sleeping because it throws off, like, it wakes us up if you, oh. even just like a slight touch, sorry, your hand on, touched your wound. Uh, <laughs> if you just barely touch, like, it would, it would make me aware of you all night. And then that would keep me up because I'd be aware of you all night. So, so you need a bed like ours. Well, I have, I need a bed like the one I have. No, he yeah, needs. It sounds like he has one like love light. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, we episode have like that. We have <laughs> we have a king that has two twin That's box springs got. underneath, oh, so but you. then it's a full bed on top. Oh, okay. So ours are two separate oh. twin XLs. But then you got like a weird like hole in crack at the middle. You fall in. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. But I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. I like ours. You could just do like they did in the sixties and either have. Two separate beds and two different bedrooms. That's a great or point. A water That's a great bed. point. I had a water bed. <laughs> I had a water bed in high school. I loved it. Yeah. It was so Whatever nice. happened to water beds? Because really, they were awesome. I had a water bed too. And, I don't know. And like, in I like Tucson, it, it kept it kept warm, and I love a good warm bed. See, in mm. Tucson, it was like the opposite. You you could cool. It was like cooler. Yeah. Like you would, I'd take all the sheets and just lay on the water bed, and it was like, like oh, rubber. this is so, yeah, it's rubber and <laughs> water, but it was so cool. Like because we know. only had swamp coolers growing up. You know what a swamp cooler is, right? Yeah. 
Wow. So no AC. That's and, the, right. and it's like 110 outside. Mountain home. It's a, and yeah. a waterbed. Yeah, those waterbeds were good. Anyway. Huh. anyway. Whatever happened to them? I, don't know, I, I got mine for like 50 bucks. Cats. Everybody's always trying to get rid of waterbeds. Cats, probably. Cats. Is I probably think you can get one. Maybe not from Costco, but you can get one on Facebook Where? Marketplace. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Maybe I'll get a waterbed. Uh, anything else exciting going on in people's lives from the last month? I went to my brother's uh, wedding over in Olympia. It was great. Nice. A lot of fun. And the bachelor in party. And, out, too, and right? the bachelor party. Went camping. Found out you were an ace shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then wedding and then came back. And then every, I feel like every Thursday since then, I've had something going on. It's well, I was crazy. gone for two. And you were gone, so that worked out that way. Pumpkins. But. Pumpkins. Yep. Carved a couple pumpkins. Little. <laughs> yep. It's been a month. Yep. You haven't <laughs> podcasted in a month. You gotta. I need to learn how to tongue. talk again. Uh, and that's out in Arizona, right? You drove down to Arizona for that, or yeah. is that Oregon? Yep, we drove to Arizona, uh, and then and actually drove back with my brother-in-law, and then towed his car back with me. So he's now living in Salt Lake City. So when your brother and sister are in Salt Lake, will pumpkins be in Salt Lake then, or will you all drive no, down to Arizona? it'll still be in Arizona because gotcha. the majority of the family is still in Arizona. Oh, got you. So we'll probably all meet up in Salt Lake and then drive from there together. Gotcha. Like a, what would you say? That, that's like a 140-year tradition or something like that? Or What? Uh, not not 140. That's like, yeah, that's no. like But old. it was it was started by my, my great-great-grandpa or great-grandpa. Like, my dad has done it every day of his life, or every year every of his day. life. Every day, wow. Yeah. So commitment. commitment. <laughs> so, like, he's done it since, you know, his birth, and it was started before he was born, and and I think his sister's the same way, and I don't know her is it a Is it a tradition different than just getting pumpkins and carving them? Or yeah, what well, is it? the tradition came from, the idea was my great-grandpa didn't really like, like, he would have Christmas dinner. Yep. And they'd be like, oh, we're going to go to that side of the family and do Christmas dinner. Mm. And so he never had his whole family together. Gotcha. So he's like, I'm creating my own holiday. Okay. And he basically was like, I'm creating pumpkins. We're going to get together. We're going to have food. We're going to carve pumpkins. And you have no excuse because your, your other side of the family doesn't do it. So gotcha. everyone was supposed to come to it. And it was like an everyone event. So, so it started with great grandpa after the war. <laughs> so that it's more. It, Pretty so much. It's, so it's more than just going down and getting pumpkins to carve. Like it's a whole. Like it's like a Thanksgiving pre-Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's kind of it was their their holiday because you know they still do Thanksgiving and or and Christmas, but he didn't have to share it with anyone. It yep. was kind of his way of being. I want both of my families all together, not like alternative. This year is that. This year is this. So he's like, so he carved. <laughs> he started pumpkins, and we literally just get together and carve a pumpkin and and eat food and. I mean, I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah, that sounds a lot more like uh, Laura's when we did. We haven't done them. We don't do them anymore now. But when they would do Laura's mom's side of the family's family reunion in September, it was, yeah, we would just go and spend time together and yeah. eat and hang out. Yeah. Um, this whole time, I've always pictured you just drive down there, get pumpkins with your family, carve them, and that's it. And I was like, that's a long way to drive to carve pumpkins. Yeah. But that makes sense when it's more of it, a And sometimes deal. it's the only... It's the only time I see certain family members. I get that. So it's not. It's it, it's a good. So how many tradition. people is it? That um, you, know? you know, it could be. It matters. Like it's funny. It's you can go from when you know there was no other kids and it was like got smaller, but I think this year there's. It's it's been different because of COVID. Some yeah, people that's true. are videoing in and stuff like that, mm, which is yeah. still good. And their their pumpkins still show up. But I think we had thirty pumpkins wow. at one point. You know, it's it's. It just goes up and down, but nice. yeah, it's fun. I like it. 
I mean, I'm sick of carving pumpkins. Like, I literally used to care, like, I think, like, a week in advance. Like, okay, what am I going to carve my pumpkin on? How is it going to be interesting? If I get two circles and a and a, <laughs> and a nose in, I'm pretty happy. There you go. But, yeah, no, it's fun. Cool. Nice. But yeah, so that's what I did, yeah. among other things. But Cool. Our house now has siding, which is exciting. Nice. And what, what kind of siding did you uh, do? We're just doing board and bat. It's okay. exciting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, and we have cabinets inside. Yeah. We yep. have cabinets inside. We Our furnace doesn't come until hopefully this next week, but it could be longer because we don't totally know. But we can't do flooring until so that's in. Yeah. So we're waiting on that. So we'll see what happens. But Is we're hoping Christmas. That's, that's the wood burning the, that's the one? hope. Wood burning. No, furnace? that's the, no. The, the fireplace. That's different. This is the furnace that will warm up the whole house through the. Uh, HVAC and air. stuff, yeah. And okay. so, but you have to do that because to do the flooring, you have to keep your house at a certain temperature. But you do, uh, temperature. you can burn wood in your fireplace? Well, we don't have the fireplace in there either, but. <laughs> but I mean, you will be able to, right? Yes. Yeah. When we live in there, we will use wood burning to help heat as well when we want to heat. Okay. But with the support of the HVAC for like the upstairs and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. We'll cool. see what happens. I, I mean, I really hope. So you're getting real hard Christmas. Wood. Uh, Sure. I don't really know what we picked. Oh. I'm not in charge of that. <laughs> I mean, that would be the only like flooring I would think would have. The... It's called HPC. H... HPC is a different thing. Something like that. H. No, it must be, it's PCB. affected by heat then. So, yeah. PCV might be what it is. I don't really know. PC. Uh, that's a, that's a PCB. Drug. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm not the part of this conversation. <laughs> it's something with a P in it. There's just some clowns. But on it. yeah, but it's the temperature is important because yeah, you don't want the wood to shrink or bow or expand and things like that. Yeah, normally so. like with hardwood, you would get it delivered like a month before you put it in. So oh. it acclimates to that, to where mm-hmm. it's going to be Well, put. it's not that. It, this is like the the like click together boards, but it has like wood on top of it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, hope's Christmas time. And I have two weeks in the end of December that I take off. So it's kind of like if we get in by then, that'd be so great because then it's like good. just two weeks of Moving. moving getting in yeah <laughs> oh man we're ready to move though we're ready to move. yeah i get that well with that we'll transition to our game for the day uh today we are talking about a wonderful game called scythe s-c-y-t-h-e um it, scythe was designed by jeremy stegmeyer i'm sorry jeremy if i'm mispronouncing that um right. and published and <laughs> published by uh stonemeyer games and a bunch of other um, games. Uh, if you don't know what Scythe is, uh, it is a, going back to our previous thing when we were talking about Catan, it is a Euro-style game because it is a similar game where nobody is out until the end and conflict is not a key element of the strategy. There is conflict yeah, in it, but it's not is. part of it. Yeah, yeah. In Scythe, you play one of potentially five, unless you get an expansion and it could be more, five factions, um... I never actually looked to see if they had names. I think they had names, but I don't remember what they were. I'm sure they do, yeah. But each each uh, faction has different things. Your whole goal is you start a game in one little hex, and the whole board is on hexagonal things with different stuff, uh, different territories, like either land or lakes or rivers, um, with also each hex being a different material of type of resource it might make. But you, have, as a player, have four choices of an action that you can do, four possible choices you can do. And it has an upper action you can do and a bottom action that you can do. And each board is different, so not everybody's choices of one thing with another thing equal the same action every time. 
Um, but you're trying to expand and get points and accomplish different tasks. Uh, and that's the whole thing is you have stars and things like that. And so there's, it's more than eight, but there's like maybe 10 yep. different, yep. um, oh, it's six, six is the, how many stars you have. There's like eight to 10 different things you can do in the game that get, you can put a star down for, for accomplishing it. Um, and the whole point of the game is you are collecting money and growing your kind of influence in the game through using mechs and villagers and workers and your hero and all that stuff as you're expanding um, to gain money, to gain power, um, so that at the end of the game, the last person to put their six star on, that ends the game immediately after their turn, and everybody counts points. And the points all attribute to money that you get, and then ultimately whoever has the most money wins the game. I realized as I was trying to describe that game, it's very hard to describe without you visually being able to see yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, because yeah. if you look at everything that's in the game, I mean, I, I'm looking through this list, and there's like 80 wooden resource tokens, and this this list is like 20 different things that have. Yeah, yeah. that are on the board and yeah. different things like that. And they give you all the packages to keep it together. That is true. Okay. That is a perk of the game, is they, they're good packaging. <laughs> um, Somebody knew board games. But yeah. it, uh, what I liked about Scythe is, so we've played it twice now. Um Sadly, we played it, and then we took a month off because I was like, oh, good. I, I'm glad we played it again because I want to remember everything that I want to talk about. I remember that I didn't like the second time that we played. I think that's because you didn't do well. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tried to use the same strategy that I used the first time, but I had a different card. Yeah, yeah. So you have to change your strategy. And yeah, so, each, so each character, each faction that you can be has a benefit to it. So has some sort of special skill or thing that you can do that other people can't. But then also your bottom card, which are your actions that you can take, are different from other people's. Like, they're all the same actions. Like, your options are move characters or collect resources or uh, – I can't remember what the last two are in the top of my mind. But they're all those things. But then the bottom actions are, like, build things or um, other type of actions. But the combination of what top action goes with the bottom action is different for each person. So it's not like – Everybody has the same abilities at the same time, and there are different costs for your for your yep. bottom actions. Some things cost more because to others. do things sometimes cost resources or money. Yeah, yeah. and so it, so depending on the board you get, it it might look different for your character, which then also makes it to where you might play with the same faction, but your board's different. So how you play that character another time will be different than how you did previously. Mm -hmm. But what I like about the game is, as much as the way we're describing it makes it sound really complicated and it is and, it, and it's sort of, but it's sort <laughs> but, of it sort but. of is but it's not crazy complicated when you're sitting down and actually thinking through okay i'm doing this and because i'm doing this i can do that like the game limits you to where it's like these are your four options like it's yeah. not like you have to think like uber big strategy all you have to think is like do i want okay so i want this action i want to have resources to build this thing in two turns so if i want to do that I need to gather resources, but then I need to move to something else before I can build. Like it, it. I felt like the 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 like planning your strategy was not crazy complicated. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, what of these four actions do I need to do to get to that or whatever? And part of it is, is when you pick one of the actions, the next turn you can't do that same action again. You have to do something else of the four. Right. Which really actually means unless you're, you're limited red, to three, but unless you're the red faction, unless you're one of the factions, yes. That lets you do something. Right. 
Um, and I think uh, something we've glossed over in terms of the points, like there's three main ways you can get points. It's by controlling hexes, yep. the number of stars you have, and then... How much resources you have on the board. How many extra resources Popularity you have. Or... No, because so, the, power, the power and... and Popularity is very important a, yeah. because it popularity it is make, the multiplier. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. It multiplies those three. But it multiplies things. the how many hexes you have, how many it multiplies the points that you would get for how many hexes you have, how much resources you have, how much what's the last how one? How many stars you have. How many stars you have on the board. Yeah. But what we learned in the last game, because the first time we played David won. Um, I don't remember how much. But the second game I won, but I did not go very high up the multiplayer multiplier of popularity. I like kind of just rushed to finish the game because I thought I had more money than David. Yeah, and I was like, if I finish this now, he won't have time to finish the game before I finish the game. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I think I had the bottom of popularity, so I had not very many multipliers, but I still had more money. But I think that's because my one of my things on my board because of what I had made it to where I was able to collect a lot of money for certain things and stuff mm -hmm. like that but yeah and you you ended the game right before i went from the middle tier popularity to the to the, to top, the top tier one. yeah and that's and that yeah and i yep. think that's what i was trying to do was to keep you from getting to that point because then i felt maybe i would at least then have a chance possibly to beat you yeah which i then did yep i was trying to spread out and, and get to that highest tier of popularity yep. but you beat me there you beat yep. me to the punch uh other thoughts on the game if you can remember think it's good i don't know i think that it's very long the strategy it is, is long. it can be hard i think it takes probably about an hour to potentially two hours to play depending I, on how many people you have yeah i think there's like a lot of different goals you could potentially be going for even like right up at the end of the game um so figuring out this says on board game Geek, it estimates 90 minutes to 115 minutes for a game and it's a one to five player, though. It, this says the it's best played with four, four according to Board Game Geek. Or you can get yeah. an expansion that lets you play with more. Yeah. Um. So I think it's hard to figure out which goal to go for first, and and which. I think it always takes. Mm -hmm. I think it takes. Of course, we've I've only played it twice. It always takes me a little bit because your board's different. Yeah. You have to. It takes a couple turns to be like okay. This is what I want to work on. Like, this is how I should go about my growing of my power and strength and popularity and all this stuff to get my my stuff. Um, and then you start working towards that. But, yeah, it, it, I think initially every time you start, there is a little bit of a, okay, what what am I trying to accomplish? And, and I think at that point, that's when it's kind of maybe overwhelming because you have the whole board in front of you. You have all these options and you have all these ways to get points. And you're like, what am I supposed to be working towards? But I think at least for me in my experience was I started then seeing kind of the path of like, I'm going to work towards this and I'll be able to get that. And once I get that, then I can start working towards, I can get this and okay. all that, all that different stuff. And there is, we didn't say in the game, there is then a center tile in the middle of the board that if you get your hero person two and you end your turn on it, you then get to pick a card from, I think it's the factory factory yeah. deck and that acts as a fifth option that adds to your board. And they're pretty – usually they're pretty powerful. Like they add some pretty good perks that you can use. Um, yeah. And so they're pretty even across the board. So, I mean, it's not it, – Yeah. I guess it would match with certain boards a little bit better. So, But you if get to – If you're the first one not, there, you get to Yeah, pick, and it's yeah. not random. You get to pick. So there is an element of 
uh, if you're first there, you get the better pick. But if you're there, if you're the fourth person there, you're kind of getting the leftover pickings. Um, but I don't know. I think uh, I really just enjoyed it because I liked the the deep strat like the yeah strategy of it. There's I remember when we first played it, we like were only playing for like ten minutes and we were trying to understand it or whatever. And Jeremy was always like. I can already tell this is going to be a really good game. Like the way the way that it's making us think and have to evaluate a bunch of different stuff. I think it's like one of those games that it takes a mathematician or something like that to create. Kind yep. of like Catan. They put all the different random yeah. numbers out there, and then there's you know the luck of the draw or that kind of yep. thing. And statisticians or whatever they they come up with that yep. theory mm-hmm. behind it every game, and so. Yeah, the, ran- the the randomness of this game is definitely the board changing because the the your your action board changing because nothing on the board changes because it's all printed on what's what like nothing cha- like whereas Catan the numbers change so that changes how things work yeah. like nothing nothing on the board changes and also every fraction always starts in the same corner because the colors are the same but it's the board that your actions and the combinations of top and bottom actions that changes up the variety but. Yeah. If you are someone with so the, a board game geek says this game is designed for um, people fourteen and up, um, which I would agree that's probably a good age. Yeah, uh, my kids are nine, and yeah. Lincoln. I don't think Lincoln would under, understand this in yeah. the slightest. I mean, he would get the idea of it. He would not understand the strategy that he would have to have to be successful. But if this game sounds fun and you're like, but I have little kids and I really like to play with them. I would highly recommend, as a side game suggestion, uh, a game called My Little Scythe, which is truly, uh, it's pretty much the essence of Scythe for a younger group. Uh, I bought this, actually, before I bought Scythe, and I've played My Little Scythe with with Lincoln and Wesley. I've played it with them when Lincoln was, Lincoln was probably seven when we first played it, and he understand it, stood it. uh, And to this day, I've probably played them five times four times i've yet to beat my kids in my little scythe <laughs> um, because they lincoln just in my little scythe popularity is a big deal uh, it helps it tie breaks for wins and things like that and he always goes for popularity because he knows that that's the big winning thing at the end but i would recommend that game uh, is there anything about the game you didn't like if you S- pick the wrong strategy right off the bat it made it really hard oh. the, yeah. the second time that I did. And it's like, you see everybody else. Yeah. If they pick yep. the right one. Yeah. And then if you get like hit early and your plan was messed up, then yeah. yeah. I, w- I would say speed of game. Like I just felt like, Oh man, it takes forever to get this goal. Like I'm going to uh, another three turns and I can finally get that mech I was hoping for. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only thing I didn't like about it. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And, then, and then, like, okay, I got two more turns and I can do this. And then you ended the game. And I was like, man, I wasn't even close. Yeah. <laughs> I felt, felt cheated. Like, if it looks like somebody is, you know, pulling out and getting a little bit further ahead, then you do get attacked. I, I know that's, like, we started sure. attacking David in one of them. Yeah. There, com- there is combat and there is fighting. Yeah. Um, it's not a huge, but it's not a huge element of the it's, game. Yeah. It's, it's not. just a. It depends on your faction. I think my faction, uh, built how you fight is with power points, and then you wager power points, and whoever wages the most power points, whatever wins the battle. Um, I think my faction that I played the second time 
was more inclined to f do wars because I think s the special power that the faction gave made it to where I gained power a lot faster. So that made it to where I could fight more, though I don't know if I fought a lot. But yeah, it's not a huge element. I think in both of our games, it's like there were only maybe three or four battles in the yeah. whole game. Yeah, um, I think not even necessarily. I don't think even everyone was in a battle. Yeah. Um, but it is, they can be important and they can uh, make big differences, but yeah. it's not, they don't happen a lot. No. The fighting doesn't happen a lot. Well, and, and it, you, it will happen eventually because one, two of the stars are for potentially winning battles. Um, but sometimes, yeah. like, some of the battles we do is, like, I was on the center factory and David attacked me. And it's like, well, I don't even need to win this battle. And if you lose a battle, your character just goes back to your starting point in the game. Um, and so I was like, well, I don't even need to win this battle. And so it was like, I think I wagered a power just so I would get a card. Yep. And then I moved out of the area instead of taking all, all the time it would take to move my character back. Stuff like that, but yeah, like again, but that's all the different strategies that can be part of the game. Or I think there was even a time where I was like, "Oh yeah, I just want to lose," and then I still beat you in the war just to make it to where your character went back, and you'd have to work harder <laughs> to get to the factory again. <laughs> so with that, um, we'll say, uh, let's see, is it the best game ever compared to our list of our current top nine, about to be our top ten list? Our current list goes as such. In number nine, we have Control CTRL. Number eight, we have Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Number seven, we have Cover Your Assets. Number six, Santorini. Number five, Flashpoint Fire Rescue. Number four, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Number three, The Mind. And number two, Settlers of Catan. And number one, Gloomhaven. So where would you put uh, Scythe in our list? We've had now a full month and two weeks to think about it. but I thought about it. I, I have not spent much time thinking about oh, well, <laughs> yeah, You've got some stuff going on. So I thought about it when we were playing last time. Yeah. If you would ask me after that game, I would have been like, yeah, no, it's way down on the bottom. But <laughs> the first game, I liked it a lot. Yeah. And I think for those reasons, I would still put it, I'm right around Catan. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, yeah. It's the same kind of strategy and everything. And I, there's just a couple more aspects that I like about it over top of Catan. Yep. And they both take about the same same amount of time to play. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit longer for Scythe, but um so I think I would go in front that of That was that was my my biggest debate when we played it the first time and I really, really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it the second time too, was I was I more my question I kept saying was, is this better than do I like this better than Gloomhaven? Like, is mm -hmm. it is it better than that? And I've gone I've gone back and forth throughout the month being like, I think I would put it over Gloomhaven. But I don't know if I would put it over. Like right now, I'm like, I don't know if I would put it over Gloomhaven. But yeah, it's definitely, I would want to put it over Settlers of Catan at number two for sure, if not number one. I don't think I don't think I could say over Gloomhaven right now. But definitely over Settlers of Catan because if you put Settlers and Scythe in front of me and you'd say which one, I would hands down almost every time say I'd want to play Scythe over, mm -hmm. over Catan. That's my thought. Yeah. Yeah, I could go either I think way. it depends on who I was playing. Like if it's 14 right and so yeah i would still play with a 10 or 11 year old that that was you know like but a i would say you, you have to you have to take the this in the realms of it's your best conditions to play it mm -hmm. are possible it, like yeah, which would, would you pick number two yeah. yeah 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 i think it has a lot of those factors for me like do i want to play this again yes can mm -hmm. i master this game probably not so that makes it even more interesting and then like the playability long term 
is really there. Mm-hmm. So I like it. It's probably number two for me. David, thoughts? It doesn't matter now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Averages. No. I'm not sure on the replayability. Um, You're not sure on the replayability? Yeah. He's played it more than we have. He's like, he won, so he's done with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just... I don't know. Um, you're just moving. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but what what would make? What would you say? Would you say Catan has a lot of replayability? Then I feel like it does more than this. More than it. It kind of go. Know. It kind of yeah. can go either way because Catan way. changes more. I feel. But there's things that in, I've never done in this game. I've played it twice. Like I've never been to the factory. Yeah, I've never played that part of the game. Um, you know, there's things that I haven't yeah. even done in this game, where I've done it all in <coughs> Settlers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played it a lot more, but I think like, I also always think made that house. I always made that city. I okay. also think that potentially not to like we're trying to convince you that it needs to be a number two or not, just, but it's like I also I think the fact that there are so many things that earn your stars. Yeah, that I also think that there's so many like ways that you can win without your opponents realizing you're about to win. Yeah. Like even me, like I don't, you guys weren't aware that I was on the verge of winning because you weren't aware that my, I think it was my perk was, that's what, that's what made my, that's what made my perk was, well, and my stash coins, but also the perk of my, my faction was that I could win more than just the two, uh, stars for battles. I could add more stars for winning battles. Um, than just the base two. So like I knew in my head, I was like, all I have to do is do another battle and do this other thing. And then I win, but they're not going to be thinking about that. Cause they're not aware that I have that perk. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I guess I feel like this game has a lot more ways where you can like, there's different angles of strategy to win. Like maybe you're not yeah. so great at this, but you can focus more on these things and, and get there too. But yeah. yeah. Um, it might also be because I've played Catan so much in my life that I'm just like, maybe, eh, yeah, it's Catan. <laughs> Were you putting a robber on a six again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I True. Yeah, but I understand what you're no, saying I, too. I would be, I'm good with it being in second or third place, either way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, deal. And right in front of the mind. Nobody wants to argue that it's a uh, better than no. It's a. Are we putting it above settlers? Or are we putting it below settlers? Well, you said between one and two. We said two. He said between two and three. So yeah. That's so it'd be in two. two. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, that's probably the most solid two we've had in in a while. A solid number <laughs> we've had in a while. Yeah. <laughs> a solid number two. <laughs> Maybe for you since you're surgery. <laughs> uh, but um, so there you go. That updates our list. Um, Sorry, I'm number a kindergartner. T- number ten, <laughs> number ten, <laughs> number ten is Control CTRL. Number nine is Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Number eight is Cover Your Assets. Number seven is Santorini. Number six is Flashpoint Fire Rescue. Number five, Betrayal of House on the Hill. Number four, The Mind. Number three, Settlers of Catan. Number two, Scythe, and number one, Gloomhaven. I was con- when I first played, I was like, I'm this is this is I when you were like, I know where I want to put this on the list. I was like. Is he going to put it over Gloomhaven? Do I want to put it over Gloomhaven? Um, it's pretty know. good. It's pretty good. It's going to be have to have to be a really good game to beat Gloomhaven. Yeah, that's true. Have we decided what we're playing for tonight? Yeah. I brought yeah. Dice Throne. 
Dice. Uh, well, I brought a lot for tomorrow, but uh, yeah, Eldorado. Yeah, I've played. I've played Eldorado too. I've played Dice Throne a couple times with my kids this last week, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, but uh, we could talk about that next week. But if you want to learn more about uh, Scythe or possibly find a way to purchase it, you can head over to theburnttoespodcast.com, where we now officially have a website where our, all of our podcast episodes are listed. Um, and you can listen to the podcast there. But then also what we're going to start doing is if you uh, want to pick up the game uh, that we're talking about, we'll have a link in there. And you can also follow that to buy the game. I'll actually put both links for this and my little site as well. And you can check it out. Um, but, yeah, uh, if you want to follow us on all the social medias, you sure can over at Twitter at Burnt Toast Podcast. Nope. Burnt Toast underscore pod. Uh, and Instagram at Burnt Toast Podcast. You can totally do that. And whatever podcast service you're listening to, please consider consider giving us a like or a follow or a five-star review or whatever the platform offers for you. And again, you can always head over to the burnttoastpodcast.com for all of our episodes. And we'll probably get a page where it has our list and you can see the updated list as well. But until next week, get out there, play some board games and have fun. But until then, good talking base.